Hey there, gorgeous. The Chill and Prosper podcast is having a little bit of a break at the moment, but don't worry, I've got lots of cool stuff for you. And on today's episode, I've pulled together some of my most popular old episodes about business, including building a personal brand, taking time off without losing income, how to avoid taking out a business loan, and when you should invest in high-end coaching. All right, enjoy. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Okay, so no matter how long you've been in business, I really think every couple of years you have to up-level your brand. And that doesn't mean making it fancier and fancier. That just means you're getting truer to your true essence in business. Now, in my business over the last five, six years, I've really made a huge transition from trying to be like everyone else, trying to be nice and polite, trying to fit in, to suddenly realizing that how much power there is in just really choosing a brand that is you. Now, you might not be a personality-driven business like mine. My motto is my face is my fortune. That's why you see my picture and my face plastered everywhere. But it still doesn't matter if your business isn't just about you and your brand. It still is really handy to have a brand that you truly deeply love because it's really going to make you want to get out there and be visible to way many more people. Now, I want to show you down below too, so make sure you're reading this on the blog, make sure you're reading the transcript, because I want to show you some of the examples of my earliest brand, and you will see how I was trying to fit into kind of the life coachy space, and I hadn't quite nailed that chillionaire vibe <laughs> that my brand is all about now. And I've gone through different colors and different patterns and all that kind of stuff, so make sure you watch it, because I want you to feel really good about where you're at right now and where you've come from. I totally understand website shame, brand shame, because I had it for such a long time and I didn't want anyone to go visit my website because I was like, it's not finished, it's not right, don't look at it, it's not ready yet. And at some point, you really just have to be ready. So here are my tips. Um, tip number one is to be authentic and be you. Now, authenticity is a word that is obviously overused and what does it even mean? But it really is about doing something in your business and brand that feels good to you. And it's how you would shop in the world anyway. Now, if you look at some of my current brand pictures, there's pictures of me in a beautiful blue combi van, which I don't own, by the way. There's pictures of me typing on the beach on my laptop with a surfboard next to me. I don't surf. I don't do my blog posts at the beach. I work from my office. So your brand doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the way you live your life, but it still has to feel authentic to you. I could go and surf at the beach, I guess. I would love to own a blue combi if I could drive a stick shift. But the point is it still feels like it's an authentic brand to me. And that's how it has to feel like to you as well. And I even choose a season for my brand. So my season is summer. It could be snowing outside my house right now and you wouldn't even know. It's not, it's really hot. But <laughs> I chose summer as my kind of brand feeling and I want people to feel happy and sunny and on holidays when they see me. <laughs> By the way, my hair today is because I went to the beach. Like I genuinely went to the beach. I didn't go to the hairdresser and say, 
make me look like I've been at the beach and put, you know, salt spray in my hair. This is genuine salt from the genuine ocean. <laughs> so, you know, if your brand is authentic to you, not only does it feel better for your audience, but it's actually much easier to maintain because I know I can get in front of the camera pretty much any day, maybe put on a little bit more makeup and it would still feel like a lucky bitch video. Um, whereas if you saw me dressed in a suit and then, you know, that's how I was every day and I just kind of Denisify myself for you, you would, un you would feel like it was inauthentic. So tip number two is to know what you stand for and this really underpins what your brand is about. So my brand is about doing things in a really easy, relaxed, fun, chillionaire way. So everything I do in my real life and in my business life is about making things really easy and stress-free. So see what your brand means to your audience and what you want to stand for. Do you stand for inspiration or professionalism or you know, you could be a really high-end brand and help people aspire to a more high-end life. Or you can be, have a really simple philosophy and help people aspire to that. Or you could show the mess, like the real stuff behind the scenes. Whatever it is, stand for something and that can underpin your brand. The third tip is to choose a color palette that suits you. Now, if you don't have a budget to work with a brand person, which, you know, in the future, definitely do that. It's okay, you can still start with just a couple of different colors or different things that are always gonna be in your videos, in your social media, etc. So if you go to my Instagram, which my handle is at DeniseDT, you will see that most of the pictures that I post have blue in them. And I could do it much better for sure. Um, I could you know, choose a filter that's the same every time, I could always put a watermark on there, all that kind of stuff. But for me, blue is enough right now. So you can choose a color palette and just make sure, it doesn't take very long to do it, but just make sure there's always a hint of that color. People won't always notice like on a conscious level, but they'll see it down below. Now you might notice as well in some of my social media that you'll see this pattern a lot. So this is the pattern that is on my website. It's my um, created uh, brand tribal pattern that I created with my designer, Alyssa Jane. And you'll see this in a lot of different videos and a little bit of social media. And here's the trick too. I got a lot of little things made in this pattern and I'll show you some of them in a future video. But for now, you can see, for example, I got like this little handbag. And so I was at the hairdresser and I had it there. So I put it in my picture of me going to the hairdresser. I have got a swimsuit <laughs> made in this pattern. I've got this caftan. I've got stickers on the back of my iPhone. I've got, um, <laughs> somehow made it, got a towel made <laughs> as well. <laughs> I've got a curtain, I've got lots of different stuff. And I'm not gonna show them in every single video, but I think that would be a really fun thing for you to do as well, if you can get little things made in your business pattern. Um, today I'm also wearing my limited edition Lucky Bee necklace and ring that um, I did in collaboration with Sarah Wilder at The Fifth Element. And, you know, just little things like that you can bring in to make your brand really fun and memorable. You might um, often see me wear my um, Wheel of Karma necklace as well, which I really love. So things like that, just, you know, bring in a few little fun elements into your color palette as well. And obviously, I've always got my Lucky Bee backdrop, and I really highly recommend doing that. And make sure you watch the behind the scenes video where you see what it is. It's not a real wall. It's not a brick wall. It's... Oh! <laughs> Oh God, this video is so pro. It's 
a patterned backdrop. So, you know, you can bring all those things in too that make your brand really, really consistent. And then um, the last thing I want to say is don't be afraid just to be you. Don't feel like you have to be like someone else. Don't feel like you have to be like me. Don't feel like you have to be like Marie Folio or someone else. Be you because someone out there is going to love it. You might think you're not pro enough. You might think that you need to lose some weight or you need better hair or you need to change your accent or all of these other BS excuses that women have. But the truth is that if you are you, it's going to be so much easier to show up and, and do your thing. You will just love being in your business because it's you. you will, it will be so much easier to be consistent and someone out there is going to love exactly what you are and who you represent. So show up and do it. Today we're talking about how to take time off from your business without losing all your money. Now, this is particularly uh, relevant for me at the moment because I've just been on holidays, honestly, for the first time in quite a while because I had a mindset that I wasn't allowed to take time off my business. I wasn't allowed to take holidays. And for the really, for the first couple of years of my business, I was hustling so hard that I honestly couldn't take time off. So if that's where you're at right now and you're feeling a little bit burnt out and resentful or you're itching to go on holidays but you don't know how, then today's video is for you. Let's do it. Now the first thing I want to say is I think I'm just that kind of person who you know goes on holidays and still thinks about work. And that's okay if that's you as well. You know, I'll go and get a massage and suddenly I've got an idea for a new book. Or, you know, I'll swim and I'll be like, oh my God, I, I, I can do this new program. I'm so excited. So let's just acknowledge that some of us are just those kind of people. We're always creative. We're always on. And we're always thinking about our businesses because we love them. I think that is a good thing. However, I see a lot of female entrepreneurs come with this mindset and this belief that we're not allowed to take time off or we can't take time off because our clients will hate us, we'll lose all of our money, etc, etc. So I've got three tips today on how we can all collectively take more time out for creativity, refreshment, relaxation, spending time with our families, <laughs> not just hustling 24-7 all the time. So tip number one is to get really good at being the CEO of your business. You might have heard me say this before, that CEO doesn't stand for chief everything officer. Now, at the start of your business, you might be doing everything, and that's great. That's fine. That's your apprenticeship. But as you go on in business, as you, as you start to earn more money, you have to then step up and start to release some of those tasks. You have to learn to batch for example, you could batch your video content like I do. Um, or if you put out a lot of social media content, you can batch that as well, which means that you've got content for when you're on holidays. You can automate things. Now, I'm actually of the mindset of rather than hiring somebody to do a task, I always look first if there's a software or something that I can um, buy to automate the process to take human nature out of it completely. And then the third skill to get really good at is to delegate. Now, you might have heard me talk about this before that when I had my first baby, I was still doing my newsletter and I still did my newsletter in the hospital after I had my first baby because I was really sucky at delegating. And this is a skill set that when you get good at it and when you start to just even dip your toe in the water, you go, oh my God, I didn't have to do that. And someone else did it quicker and cheaper than I could have. Wow. 
And it starts to blow your mind a little bit that, hang on, maybe I don't need to have my finger in every single part of my business. And guess what? When you really embrace that batching, automating, delegating mindset, you are not the bottleneck of your business anymore. Your business can still run without you. So you can go off and have a holiday and it's not all going to collapse without you. Okay, uh, tip number two, creating passive income products. Again, I talk about this all the time and it's really, really key. It doesn't matter what you do. I think any business can create some sort of passive income product. That means you create it and you get paid royalties for it. You get, you know, you earn money from it. Uh, A perfect example of this at a small end is a book. You write the book once and then each time someone buys it, you don't have to go and read it to them. You have to like, can I come to your house? I'm here to read my book to you. Uh, they buy it and you get paid a royalty. And that frees up your time so much. My very first passive income product after my book was creating a $50 e-course. Uh, it was filmed on my iPad. It wasn't fancy. It didn't cost me very much money to put together. I zero. Um, but it I probably started earning about $1,000 a month from that passive income product, just that $50 product very, very quickly. And you know what? That freed me up. That freed me up so I didn't have to take on every client that came along. Passive income gives you freedom. And then you can build on it. I've spoken about how my Lucky Bitch Money Bootcamp, which is a passive evergreen course is a million dollar course. It's earned over a million dollars in revenue. But that started from creating my very first passive income products, a book and a very mini little course. So make that something that you're going to do ASAP. It doesn't have to be perfect. Stop procrastinating on it. Just create one or two little things that people can buy from you straight away. They come to your site. Oh, I can buy an ebook. Oh, I can buy a mini course. I can buy an audio. And then if they want to work with you, that's great. They can work with you, but you're earning money without having to use your time all of the time. That frees you up to take time off. Now, here's my final tip on this, and this is probably the most important. It's your mindset, giving yourself permission that you don't have to always work really hard to make more money. Now, this is a money block. This is actually probably the most common money block that I see in women, the belief that I have to work hard in order to make the money. And when we release that money block, when we let that one go, suddenly the possibilities are greater for you to find different opportunities to add value to the world and get paid beautifully from it in return. And I think in business... 10% of it is strategy and mechanics. You know, 10% of it is writing a to-do list and doing it. The other 90% is the mindset and beliefs that you bring to your business. And without dealing with that mindset, you are going to burn yourself out. You are going to refuse to delegate. You are going to sabotage your success and be the bottleneck in your business because you've got the belief that you have to work hard to make money. So you're going to perpetuate that belief in everything that you do. So there are my three tips, batch, automate, delegate, create a passive income product and work on your mindset, particularly your identifying your money blocks so you can give yourself permission to earn money and it not be difficult. Hi, my name's Donna Hamer. I live on the Sunshine Coast, Queensland, Australia. My business is Donna Doolittle, Animal Communicator. 
I help people and pets connect using animal communication and energy tools. I joined the Money Boot Camp right back in the beginning. I was a single mum who was frustrated with the lack of money and direction in my life. I had read Denise's book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, and was so inspired I joined the boot camp straight away just to hang out with like-minded women who were making a difference. My biggest aha since joining the boot camp was that I didn't feel I was worthy enough to have the things that I desired in my life, and I often caught myself sabotaging when I was doing well. I now regularly do upgrades, I celebrate the small ones and the big ones, and tracking money has become fun. I quit a really well-paid job to follow my dream to work with animals. I would have never done this without the support of Denise in the boot camp. I highly recommend the boot camp to anyone who is looking for a way to break through the barriers that are holding them back from achieving what they want in life. The boot camp is not just about breaking through financially, although that is a big one. The lessons taught can be used in every area of your life. So big thanks to Denise. She's a total inspiration and the entire group of Lucky Bees. Have you ever been tempted in your business to get a bank loan or a credit card to start or up-level some of your business? Maybe you've been tempted to put an expensive course on your credit card to kind of prove to the universe that you're ready. Now, taking on more debt is something that really scares a lot of female entrepreneurs, especially if you're not making much money yet. Well, this week, I'm going to bring you some Denise truth talk about whether you really need a business loan to take out more credit or if you need to do something else. And spoiler alert, the answer is almost always something else. So let's talk about why. And I'm going to share five different ways to come up with the money yourself, plus an awesome resource that I personally use when I need to raise some big cash Let's do it. Now, in the past, business loans were pretty much unavoidable if you wanted to start a business. Even just a few years ago, getting something like a simple website was really freaking expensive. So no wonder that most businesses couldn't get off the ground without a loan or some sort of gamble shuffle with your credit cards. But nowadays, not so much. The great news is that there has never been a better time to start a business even if you have zero money to start it. With all the awesome tools available to us, like free and low cost, you can pretty much start or maintain a business with very little startup costs. And your costs don't have to increase hugely as you make more money. Now, you might be surprised to hear that I run my business in a really lean way, and my fixed costs haven't really increased a lot, even though I have a million dollar business. So I want you to get really honest about if you really do need a loan or if you're procrastinating. Now, I've done it myself. I have been tempted to increase my credit card, for example, instead of launching a new course or doing something outside of my comfort zone. But there are lots of ways you can do it without getting a loan. So let's go through six tips for you. Tip number one, you've got to embrace imperfection. Not everything has to be professional and sexy right off the bat. So when I first released my Lucky Bitch Money Boot Camp, I recorded all the videos for it on my iPad at home in the spare room. I had like a mattress behind me, it was dodgy. And I even created all the graphics myself and I even did my first website myself. And on the blog, I'll show you some stuff. Did they look professional? No, they did not. 
but they did the job and that's what all that mattered at that time because I had a big message that I wanted to get out into the world. So I had to make things really simple and focus on getting clients instead of obsessing about what hex color my website should be, which I spent months on. This is otherwise known as procrastinating branding. So stop doing that and just get some clients with the resources you have right now. Now, tip number two is to embrace the incremental upgrade. Now, I talk about this a lot in my Lucky Bitch Money Bootcamp because big leaps totally can happen, but most of the time you're going to grow slowly and consistently over time. So you don't need to go from like a simple free website to like a big $10,000 one. You can just take baby steps and start off with something really simple and then just upgrade when you get more money to come in. And then that way your profit funds your business, not your credit card. And honestly, if you get a loan straight off the bat to get this super complicated website, you might not build the right thing because at that stage you might not know what your clients really want. So don't do it. Instead, Get in the business trenches and then just upgrade things as you refine your skills, hone your marketing, and importantly, as you make more money. Now, tip number three is to really invest in the things that bring in your clients and money first. Like if you're choosing between two possible biz investments, I always recommend picking the one that's going to have the easiest and biggest return. And that usually means the one that's going to help you bring in more clients, not be like super sexy. So for example, I don't recommend you really spend a ton of time or money like working on your business logo or your business cards or your website branding early on. And those things can be great to have, even though I still don't use business cards, but they won't necessarily bring in the cash and the clients straight away. So you've got to focus on those income producing activities and then just park the other ideas, put them on a nice to have list in your diary in the future when you can fund them yourself. Now, tip number four is maybe at the start you have to budget in other areas. So you could free up some funds by maybe deciding not to do a holiday this year or say no to some other big personal expense to so you can fund your business. And then you can use that money to upgrade stuff and trust me, it will pay off in the future. Now, I don't re recommend doing this forever, you know, or for too long. It's one thing to prioritize, but you know, I don't want you to have to suffer or make yourself a martyr. But you know, maybe you just skip some personal expenses this year so you can create an amazing asset in your business for the future and it will be totally worth it. Now, tip number five, obvious, but get into action. You might think that you need a loan, but in reality, you could generate that money much quicker from your actual clients, like create something. You know, write down your big money goal, work out how many of your products and services you need to sell to hit that goal. You know, and Seth Godin said this and I was like, oh, he said, when in doubt, raise money from your customers by selling them something they truly need, your product. You know, rather than put big expenses on a credit card or get a loan, make yourself hustle to make the money. And then when you have that big goal and deadline, trust me, the adrenaline is gonna force you to come up with creative ideas on how you can achieve it. And I can honestly say that my business has grown so much more because I had no other option. I wouldn't allow myself to get a business credit card. So that money had to come from new business and not the bank as like a saving point. And that philosophy has honestly helped me create a million dollar business in record time. So to recap, embrace imperfection. It doesn't have to be perfect. Do the incremental upgrade. Invest in those things that bring in the clients and the money first, maybe budget into some other areas, but get into action and just do it. Make the money yourself.
I've been getting a lot of emails recently about investing in coaching programs, mastermind programs, and if I think that they're worth it. So my answer might surprise you actually, because I can really see now over three years of business where have been really good times to invest in those kind of things and, and times that have not been so good to invest in them. So in your first year of business, usually you don't have a good support network around you. You know, chances are you don't have a good mastermind, you probably don't know a lot of people in business, and it can feel really, really lonely. So I think in your first year of business, investing in a coach is a really, really great investment, and it will really keep you focused on the things that you need to, to do. I don't always necessarily think you need to go for a very high-end guru-type coach, because chances are you're going to need a lot of hand-holding, and you're probably going to need a lot of, you know, one-to-one -one attention. So sometimes if you go for someone who's like a massive big guru, you know, it can be very, very expensive to join their programs and you might not necessarily get any one-to-one -one time with them. Now, if you're more interested in building a network instead, well then, you know, joining a mastermind can be a great way to meet other entrepreneurs. So it really is up to you. I would um, have a few caveats on that. So number one, I wouldn't recommend that you get into a lot of debt to fund being in a mastermind or a coaching program. If um, if they have a payment plan that feels acceptable and, and you know it feels okay for you, then you know go for that. But I wouldn't suggest that you, you know, remortgage your house and all that kind of stuff if you don't have a business that you feel like is um, you know has a lot of potential. And let me explain that. You know, because I've done it both ways. I had a business that you know, hand on heart wasn't the business I was supposed to be in, invested in an expensive coach. And yeah, it was, you know, I did learn a lot, but I really wasn't ready to invest at that level because, you know, it wasn't the business for me. Other times when, you know, in my current business and I knew that I needed a particular thing and for me it was money mindset. So for me it was a no-brainer to invest in a coach that specialized in the money mindset. So that was really important and again you know I didn't get into debt for it, I knew it was the business I wanted to do. For me it was a no-brainer and I went for that even though it was a bit of a stretch financially for me. Um, I don't like getting into debt for, for big coaches, big mastermind programs unless I know that it's going to have an immediate um, return on investment. So, you know, and, and again, it really has to feel right. You know, sometimes I've invested and I've just gone, I'm going to do this no matter what. This feels so right. And, you know, it, the money's come back very, very quickly. Other times I've kind of not been sure and I did it because I didn't want to miss out. You know, and that fear of missing out, FOMO, can be really, really dangerous and expensive when it comes to high-end coaching programs or investing with a high-end coach. So never, never invest because you feel like you're going to miss out. That's a really big no-no. The other thing I want you to think about is, you know, at what stage of your business do you, what do you need the most right now? So in my um, first year of business, I really needed that hand-holding, so I loved investing in a coach to really help me. Um, second year of business, I needed um, specific skill sets, so I joined courses and masterminds that would teach me particular things. So for example, you know, how to have sales conversations or how to um, create my own programs. You know, that was a really good investment. In my third year of business, which is where I'm at now, to be honest, I, I'm not feeling the urge to do a massive big coaching program or have a lot of coaching at the moment. So I'm investing my money at this particular point in my business in more things like advertising or, you know, infrastructure or 
um, you know, just kind of boring things behind the scenes that, that do cost money. There'll be a, another point in my business where I'll go, you know what, I'm ready to go to the next step. I need a, a different coach or I need a particular skill set for a coach. So that's just my um, two cents on high-end coaching, high-end masterminds. They can be absolutely, you know, the best thing that you can do in your business, but really, you know, really look at, is it the right time? Is it the right investment? Is it the right coach? And also, am I going to get the things that I need right now out of that? Um, you know, real turning points in my business have come when I've made a, a big investment. And, you know, similarly, you know, other turning points have come where I've invested in other things. So, you know, it's one of those things like I don't have a definitive answer for you. It really has to, you know, come from a lot of different factors. But I'd be curious to hear from you. You know, you can write down in the comments, have you invested in a mastermind and it's or a high-end coaching program and it's completely made a huge turnaround in your business? Or have there been ones sometimes where you could have invested the money in, in something else? Really curious to hear because I love hearing about how other people spend their money and how what other people value in their business. So have fun with that. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.